to possess the land, the command to possess the land, and in our case, as we relate that to us, the opportunity that God has in front of us to possess the land. Uh, we can talk about how God has put and God has for us the opportunity ahead of us as a church. Uh, but as we have learned in our Sunday school lessons, that there is action on our part. Uh, we have to go in and possess the land. And tonight, I just want to be uh, very simple, very pastoral with you, and just remind us of some things. Uh, just, uh, possessing the land is more than an address change. Uh, it's more than just going to a new location. It's more than just uh, a new building. Uh, to possess the land, what God was telling his people to do was to go, not just go into the land and reside, but to go into the land, drive out all the inhabitants, and then reestablish and occupy that land as their own. That is what God was giving them instruction to do. Now, uh, as we relate that to us, uh, we are not making everybody leave that zip code that we are moving into. Although when we start knocking on doors over there, they may feel inclined to leave the zip code. But there is something that I believe God would have us to do. Uh, the church is to be a lighthouse. The church is supposed to be different from the world. It is supposed to uh, shine the light of Christ. It is supposed to be a place where sinners can find salvation. It's supposed to be a respite from this world. And God's church is to be a lighthouse. Uh, when we moved to Jacksonville, when I became the pastor several years ago, God put in my heart uh, that he would want us in the city of Jacksonville. God has given us great ministry. A great ministry in years past. I just felt as if that, that is where God would take us. I didn't know that he would take us there, take us back out, and take us there again. Uh, but that's the way he has decided to do it. And I'll say more about that at the end. Uh, but I believe that God wants us in Jacksonville uh, to combat uh, the, the sin, combat the culture that is prevalent in our city today. Uh, there are things that we as a Bible-believing church, his church, have to deal with. Uh, we're going to have to deal with the cults. I don't know if you pay attention, but the cults are, they have a, they have a, a, a stronghold uh, in our city. Say, so what kind of cults are you talking about? Uh, you name it, they're, they, they, they're around. Uh, and sometimes it's amazing to me how many times that you run into one of them. But not just the cults, I think a, a greater uh, uh, obstacle, a greater uh, enemy that we have to combat is the culture. Uh, the, you can call it what you want, the NFL culture, the, the Sunday is the party day culture, and, and just living life without God, whatever you want, uh, that, that's not the way you and I are supposed to live. And I want there to be a church where people know that the Bible is going to preach there on Sunday, and they're going to be helped, they're going to be encouraged, if they need help, it's a place that they can go. Now, as we move forward to, I, I don't want to just have a, a larger building, although that would be nice tonight, wouldn't it? I don't just want to have more facilities to use. I'm not just looking forward to paved parking lots. Uh, I want to, to get established, and I want to make a difference. And if I can put it this way, I want to drive out 
uh, the forces of Satan and let them know that God's work is still alive, uh, God's work is still real, and there is still an old-fashioned Bible-preaching church that still believes the Word of God is true, still believes the Word of God is all that we need, still believes in holy living, soul-winning, bus-running, you name it. Uh, there still is a place like that uh, dealing with architects for the future. And uh, I'll mention more of that at the end as well. Uh, just a general discussion of how, how, what kind of buildings in. Uh, do you want a steeple? I said, oh yeah, I want a steeple. Well, nowadays you, you, people are building their buildings so they don't look like churches. They say, yeah, that's exactly why I want a steeple. He said, well, how big a one, 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 one do you want? I said, well, we're close to an airfield. As long as the airplane can clear it, I'm okay with that. But I want it as tall as it possibly can be because I want people to know there's still a church that is still church. But as we occupy the land, as we possess the land, we can move and not possess the land. We can just reside, live out our days, rejoice in what God has given us. God has given us a lot. But I don't believe that's what God would have for us. I believe He wants us to possess the land, to make a difference in that land. I don't think I could reveal all that is in my heart tonight of what I believe that God is allowing us to do. I don't think I even know all that God has in store. Whenever we try and move forward for God, we know that the enemy is going to battle. The enemy, as excited as we are to move forward, uh, they're going to battle us. But I'll just tell you this, just as the children of Israel, we learn, uh, God said, I'll fight those battles. You just keep moving forward. You possess the land I've given you. And that's what you and I have to stay focused on. It doesn't matter uh, what uh, anybody else does. Uh, you need to be warned as a, as a family, as an individual, that the, the devil will try and ruin you. Uh, I want everybody to stay on this ride as long as the Lord allows us to. But you've got to guard yourself. You've got to guard your spirit. You've got to guard your walk with God. Because if we're going to do greater things for the Lord, it's going to take a greater dedication. Let me say this before I mention a few things, and we'll conclude with this part of the service tonight. We are on the brink. We're very close to the next step for this ministry. Um, several of you have said, now, Pastor, I'm getting ready to buy a house. Are you sure? Uh, I said, right now I am. <laughs> no, I, I believe this is, what, this is where the Lord is taking us. Um, so I'll say this before I mention a few things. Uh, it's time to get serious. It's, it's, there's no more coasting. Uh, God is laying an opportunity ahead of us that we have to take advantage of. Uh, there are buildings to build, but there are souls to win. There are homes to help. Uh, there is a difference to make. And it is going to require 
us to make some sacrifices. It is going to require us to take some time to minister to people and help people. It's going to take some rededication of areas of service, rededicated choir members, rededicated uh, ushers, rededicated nursery workers, rededicated Christians uh, to say God has put a great opportunity ahead of us and we want to take full advantage of the opportunity that God has given us. And God has put a great opportunity ahead of us. So how are we going to possess the land? Let me just mention several things here. We possess the land by the Great Commission, by winning people to Christ, baptizing them, and teaching them. That is how we possess the land. Uh, how do we make a difference in our city? How do we make a difference in our county? How do we help uh, with, with the crime rate? How do we help with all that? We win people to Christ, baptize them, and train them, and teach them. That is our commission. That is what we strive to do. And I'm excited uh, to get over there because there are doors that have never been knocked on. Uh, there are neighborhoods that we have never been into. And there are people, they have no idea what's coming. But there are people over there, the Lord is already preparing their hearts for a soul winner to knock on their door and invite them to an old-fashioned independent Baptist church. And they're going to hear the gospel and they're going to trust Christ as their Savior. We win them, we baptize them, we teach them. That means Sunday school teachers, you've got to be ready. You've got to be dedicated. Uh, soul winners, we've got to be ready. So I've never done that. Well, guess what? We're going to have an opportunity for everybody to get involved in that. That is how we possess the land. That is how we make a difference. We win people to Christ. We baptize them. We teach them. We're going to possess the land by, with our Christian homes. In the neighborhood you live in, everybody in that neighborhood needs, needs to see there's a difference in the houses that Christians live in than every other house. We ought to have Christian homes. That means what you, what you live on Sunday is the same thing you live on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And I, I want husbands and wives to strengthen their marriage. I want us to continue to build uh, our, our marriages around the Word of God, our homes around the Word of God. Uh, we rear our children according to the things of God. Uh, it has been the mission of this church for decades. It will remain the mission uh, for us to produce another generation uh, to, to serve the Lord. We make no bones about it. I want your kids to serve God. I want your grandkids to serve God. I trust that is what you want. Uh, we, have Christian, we need to have our, our homes make a difference. There's two ways that we can reach homes. And I want us to be burdened to reach our neighbors. Burdened to reach those that live behind the doors of neighborhoods that we'll drive by. And it's going to be amazing to watch as we're going to get to watch community after community built over there right in our backyard. But I want us to be concerned about that. I want us to be concerned about reaching into homes. There are several ways that we can have Christ-honoring homes. We can reach homes. One is for Christian parents to rear their children in that environment in a Christian home. It's a wonderful thing. It's an exciting thing. To have a mom and dad come up to me with their child and say, uh, they just got saved. Or tell pastor what you did. 
And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm looking, I'm like, oh, how much is this going to cost us? Oh, they got saved. Wonderful. Uh, that, that's praise the Lord. Uh, but to think that uh, they have an opportunity as a Christian to be saved at a young age. And not only for their soul to be secure, but there's so much they can avoid by being a new creature in Christ as a child. That's one way that we can have Christian homes and we can have mom and dad saved, children saved. But another way is we can reach into the home and we can pick up a child and they can come to our church. They can sit in a Sunday school class. They can trust Christ as their Savior. And through that child, we can now have a witness to mom and dad. Let me remind all of us, and I'll be teaching some things on this in the, in the weeks ahead. Uh, we, we run buses not just to pick up the children, although that's a big, big reason we do, not just so that they can get saved, but now that they're on their way to heaven, we have an avenue, we have a contact to reach into the home so mom and dad can get saved. Uh, if you're going to be in the bus ministry, if you deal with any of these ministries, that, your, your goal is not done. Just when that, you're, you're, you're not, You don't check the box when the child gets on the bus or when the child gets saved. Uh, you ought to have every mom and dad on your prayer list where you pray for them and pray for an opportunity for you to witness to them and win them the Christ so that the whole home uh, knows for certain that they're on their way to heaven. But we possess the land through our homes. We possess the land through Bible preaching and teaching. Uh, the Bible has got to stay preeminent. I taught on that in Sunday school this morning. It's got to stay as a priority in every Christian's life. Every Christian's life. Well, Pastor, I just don't have time for the Bible. How much time do you have for sports? How much time do you have for your hobby? How much time do you have for television? I'm not preaching against any of those things. I'm just telling you the Bible ought to be priority, and we have more time than we say that we have. We ought to make a priority of the Word of God. I'm going to make a covenant to you. I'm not changing the way I preach it. I'm not changing uh, the subjects I preach on. Uh, I'm going to preach it uh, louder, and, and I would say harder, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nice preacher. I don't, I don't get on you at all, but uh, I, I'm going to preach the truths of the Word of God because that is what changes lives. But our Sunday school is critical. And we've all been shoved in here. And hadn't, hadn't the teaching been much improved since, since, since we've all had to come in here? I just thought I'd throw that out. I just thought I'd throw that out. But it's critical because why? Because the Word of God has got to be taught. The Word of God has got to be, uh, it's amazing the ignorance of the Word of God in our society today, in Christian homes today. The ignorance of the Word of God, even in churches. Oh, it's got to be a priority. Uh, the, it's going to take some sacrificial living. Uh, it's going to take giving to extra projects. Uh, it's going to take uh, time oh, out of your schedule. There's a great opportunity ahead of us. A great opportunity to do great things for the Lord. 
You and I, we've got to prepare ourselves, we've got to prepare our hearts, we've got to prepare our minds, we've got to prepare ourselves to do what it is that God would have us to do. We've got to be prepared. It's been, we've, been, we, we've been condensed. Everything's been pulled back since we, our relocation. We, have, we haven't been able to do everything that we'd like to do because of facilities and because of those things. Uh, well, friend, those days are soon to be behind us, and we have work ahead of us to do. And I want you to be preparing for that mentally now. Hey, let's go position. Possess the land. Let's go possess the land. Well, there's some things that we've got to drive out of the land and for us to set up residence and say, uh, this, this is, if you want a place where the Bible is preached and the Bible is taught and you can grow as a Christian, I, 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 just, I just believe that there is a whole host of people sitting on the west side of Jacksonville that want a church where the hymns are sung, where the Bible is preached, and little do they know that God is dropping one right in their back door. But there's also so a lot of folks over there who've never heard a clear presentation of the gospel. And you and I are going to have to dedicate ourselves to that which is important. Laying up treasures on the other side. Making a difference in the life of another. This evening, this is my thought and my challenge. It's a brief one. I was asked today, I... I was invited to lunch by a couple of our members, and they said, Pastor, we want to buy you lunch. We're going to take you to a fine restaurant and buy you lunch. And so I went to lunch with Gussie and Marcus, and they took me to CeCe's. <laughs> and we were dining over... I'm not sure what we were dining over, but Marcus was very excited, I got to tell you. And one of them asked me the question, and said, why do you always have four points in your messages? And I always give the response I give usually. I'm not sure if I gave it exactly like this, but that's the only way God speaks is in four points. That's why I got it. I said, it's just the way my brain works. It's just, it's just the way I see it. And, and you know, the timing... I know that four points is going to last a certain length of time. Uh, but then I did make this. And she said, well, you only had three points today. Did you have a fourth one? I said, no, I only prepared three because I knew the introduction was going to be very long. And I had one of those moments as I was sitting there. I was like, you know, maybe all of my sermons should go down to three points now. And um, I had a couple of amens, but anyway. <laughs> we can't change who we are. We can't change what we are. And we've got to be willing to use our lives, our opportunity at this point to make a great difference. I look around the building and many of you, you've been, you've been a member of this church for a long time. Some of you can say, I watched my pastor grow up. Isn't that a joy? And I can say, I've watched many of you grow old. So we, 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 both, we ha both have something that we can say. Uh, you, but I'll say this to you. At this point in time in our church's history, God knew what age you'd be. He knew who would be here. I'll say to the younger couples, I'll say to the single adults, I'll say to everybody that's in between, God knew you'd be here at this moment 
in our church's history as well. None of us can shirk the responsibility that is ahead of us. We can go back to even six months, and some of us would say, I never thought this, would be, we would, this, this group would be together a year. I never thought it would be like this. Five years uh, ago, I never thought it would be like this. But here we all sit. God has put it all together, and he's given us an opportunity to possess the Lamb. We have learned many things in our Sunday school hour. Uh, there are obstacles when the children of Israel went to possess the land, but God said, I'll remove them all. Just by faith, you've got to go and do what it is that we're supposed to do. Tonight, my challenge to you is very, very simple. Very, very simple. Let's make ready to do more. Let's make ready for God to use us. Uh, I, want God, I, want, I, want, I want people to scratch their head. I want us to be able to just look at one another and say, how in the world did this happen? And us to have only one explanation. God did it. God did it. We have to make ourselves available. We have to be prepared. We have to be ready. So uh, you may retire from your secular employment, but you're not retiring from the ministries of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Oh, you say, well, I just said I never thought I'd end up here. Well, it might be because I've kept you here through praying. I thought I'd be gone. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. We'll talk about that. You say, well, God, 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 God moved so and so. Now you know how I prayed for them. Uh, no, uh, uh, I'm, just, I, I'm, I'm just kidding. And some of you, I, some of you I'm praying for. Let me, just, let me just say, no, God has brought here who he would have here so that we can do great things for him and take the opportunities we have to possess the lamb. I don't want it to be a change of address. I want, it, I want it to be the mindset, if God has placed us here, he's purged us, he's blessed us, he's made us stronger, so that we're prepared to do what it is that he'd have us to do. Let's be prepared to do so. Father, I pray that you'll take the simple truths tonight.